Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Socially Sensitive Podcast. This is Socially Solo, episode number 47. Today's Friday, September 16th, 2022. Today's National Guacamole Day. I love guacamole. Um, I know a lot of people out there don't like it, but uh, I don't know. I think you can just about put avocado on anything. So, uh, National Play-Doh Day today also. And uh, today's also National Tradesman Day. Um, it honors the men and women whose uh, skills and hard work build America. You know, that includes truckers, electricians, plumbers, masons, mechanics, carpenters, and everybody in between. You know, they just keep America running smoothly. You know, as the country grows and qualified workers retire, um, that demand for uh, skilled workers grow too. Um, the skilled trades, they're one of the um, fastest growing sectors in the job market today. Many of the skilled trades can be learned through a trade school on the job or, you know, through certificate programs. Remember, if you have a child who's unsure about college, because college today, you know, college is still an incredible path um, for some. You need to have that clear path. But uh, with the cost, the rising, ridiculous rising tuition costs, you know, so many students now going to college um, graduating and coming out with massive amounts of student loan debt. It's just you as a parent, if you have, you know, a child who's unsure about college, you know, they might be a good fit for a, you know, a technical career or a trade school. And, and uh, you know, you owe it to them just to discuss their options. Um, and I know so many people think that um, a four-year college degree is the only way to go because, you know, that's what, over the years, that's just what was pumped into everyone's head. Um, and that might be what they think, just because they don't, they don't know any better. They don't know there are other options. If you don't tell them, I mean, they're probably not going to hear anything different from their school guidance counselors. Schools love to have, for the stats, not saying that they don't care about students, not saying that, but they enjoy having a high school with a 100% graduation rate. And with here's our percentages that are going on to, uh, you know, a four-year school. Here's ours that have graduated, a percentage that have graduated. I mean, they like keeping score is how they look at it, even though that uh, it's a child's life that they're uh, really influencing. So either way with kids, they just need to know. And it's, you know, your job to work with them to that they have... A, a career-seeking strategy. Um, so like we said, college can be an amazing path for some, as long as they have a clear goal in mind. Um, but going in without a clear goal, you're probably just going to end up with a lot of debt and still no career. You know, because a, deg a degree doesn't guarantee a career. A hardworking student with clear goals does. You know, whether it's a four-year degree, a trade school, or, you know, just making their own path towards their goal. Either way, they just need to have a clear understanding of all the available options. Um, another little story I have here is Kanye West, or Yay, that, you know, he goes by now. Um, we mentioned last week that he was suing Adidas over their partnership, that they were breaking up. There was a dispute over uh, Yeezy the design and continuation of that brand with Adidas. Um, 
But now he's formally notified the Gap that he's uh, ending their partnership. He said, you have to really give me the position to be yay and let me do what I'm thinking. Or I have to do the thinking somewhere else. I guess he's just always been on his own path. Um, saw another story. There was a couple of videos that I, I watched. It was uh, basically comes back down to the First Amendment, you know, because the First Amendment is considered to be, you know, one of the most important parts of the Bill of Rights. Um, you know, the First Amendment connects us as Americans. But yet most citizens can't name all five of the freedoms. You know, religion, speech, press, assembly, and petition. You know, we have a God-given right without government interference to practice a faith or not, uh, speak freely, publish your ideas, gather in support or protest, and, you know, petition the government for change. You know, it protects the fundamental rights, you know, freedom to believe and express different ideas in a variety of ways. Um, and that can be a variety of ways, and it doesn't have to be the the most popular way or the most um, acceptable way, you know, because we always see, I saw a stat that said uh, it was something like 67% of most Americans think we should restic restrict free speech to eliminate hate speech. Me, personally, I don't think hate speech exists. Because I could find hate in everything somebody else says that if I disagree with it, by definition, popular speech doesn't need to be defended. It's the unpopular speech that needs to be defended. So when it, you know, and the argument keeps coming up when it comes to the social media companies that uh, most say because they're a private corporation, they're not subject to the First Amendment. And I would agree um, to an extent that... Uh, Depends how they're working with them, because, you know, recently a lot's come out about the social media platforms working with the U.S. government uh, to f suppress the free speech of the people. And Jen Psaki, during one of her press conferences, back when she was press secretary, uh, made a comment about um, the White House working with Facebook. Here's it. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So See, the problem there is that they were flagging information for Facebook. So if they flag something and say that this is problematic speech and they present it to Facebook, for Facebook, to me, I'm not sure how Facebook is going to respond to that. Because to me, that's problematic to begin with, that they're doing that in the, in the communication between the two. If Facebook is, is reacting to this, to the requests by the government, then they're just working as an arm of the government, and then they are subject to the First Amendment. Here was a, uh, one of Facebook executives um, being questioned about the constitutionally protected speech, to, about censoring constitutionally protected speech um, before a Senate hearing. 
Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it's appropriate to work with the United States government to target private individual speech that is constitutionally protected? Senator, I'm not aware of, of that. Mm. Well, let me, um, let me educate you. On July 16, 2021, Facebook, an employee at Facebook wrote to the Department of Health and Human Services saying, and I quote, I know our teams met today to better understand the scope of what the White House expects from us on misinformation going forward. On July 23, 2021, a Facebook employee thanked HHS, quote, for taking the time to meet earlier today and wanted to make sure you saw the steps we just took this past week to adjust policies and what we are removing with respect to misinformation. This included, and I'm still quoting, increasing the strength of our demotions for COVID and vaccine-related content. On April 7th, 2021, a Facebook employee thanked the CDC for responding to misinformation queries, and I quote, we'll get moving now to be able to remove all but that one claim as soon as the announcement and authorization happens. On July 28th of this year, a Facebook employee reached out to CDC about, quote, doing a monthly misinfo debunking meeting. The CD responded, yes, we would love to do that. Sure they would. On July 20th, 2021, Clark Humphrey at the White House, who's digital director of the COVID-19 response team, emailed Dave Sumner at your company, among others, asking any way we can get this pulled down and cited a specific Instagram account. Within 46 seconds, your company responded and said, yep, on it. That sounds like what in the law we call a pattern in practice of meeting, coordinating, and colluding with the United States government to target particular speech that no one in any of these emails alleges is incitement, which would not be constitutionally protected. No one in any of these emails alleges it directly encourages violence, which would not be constitutionally protected. So it appears to all be constitutionally protected speech on, I might add, very politically sensitive topics that Facebook is directly working with the U.S. government to target and remove. Is that your company policy to do this kind of thing? Senator, we were, we were quite public about our uh, cooperation with uh, health organizations during the unprecedented time of COVID. We knew that people expected and wanted accurate information on our platform. We had conversations with the CDC, with the World Health Organization, and with other public health organizations, not just in the U.S., but abroad, in order to understand how to help sure, make sure that folks weren't getting information that could cause imminent harm. Fair enough. So you're saying that this, this was, in fact, company policy to have these kinds of meetings with HHS, with the CDC, with the White House directly, that you did engage in, in this behavior, and you think that it was entirely fine. Is that your testimony? Senator, I do believe it's appropriate for companies like ours to be in consultation with public health organizations and with government. And, and you, you can confirm that things like taking down a private Instagram account and uh, adjusting your policies at the behest of, of the White House uh, and putting into place misinformation policies at the behest of CDC, that, that those things you think are appropriate. This was company policy to do so. Is that fair to say? Senator, I'm not familiar with the Instagram account specifically that you're referencing, but we do know that people expected and hoped from the platforms that we would help them get accurate information about COVID during the unprecedented time, especially at the beginning. Well, isn't there a difference between you as a platform putting forward information and censoring 
your users at the behest of the White House, the administration more broadly in the CDC? Isn't there a distinction there? We specifically uh, wanted to work with public health experts to understand the relationship between information and behavior. And so we did consult with the CDC, the World Health Organization, and others uh, to understand how the, the platform policies we built were affecting public health. Well, you didn't, just, you didn't just consult with them to understand how they affected public health. You actually censored on their behalf. I mean, you, t- you took these emails. I'm just quoting from a sample of them, which, by the way, have been disclosed in litigation. These, these emails show that you took censorship steps. You took down accounts. You planned misinformation policies. You adjusted your policies at the behest of the United States government. I mean, that, that's not just some theoretical thing. That's actually targeting your user's speech. But you're, you're, I appreciate your forthrightness, by the way. So, but you're saying that, that was, you think that's fine and that was your policy. Senator, we, we've been public about our policies on COVID misinformation specifically as well as on misinformation generally. And so you think there's not, you're not concerned about any of this? Nothing that I just read to you, you're not concerned about it at all? Respectfully, Senator, I think the balance of how to protect free expression as well as public safety is a difficult issue. But it's one we're committed to working with outside experts and publishing our work. Well, um, I appreciate you being so forthright. As I said, this is actually from litigation between the state of Missouri and the state of Louisiana and the federal government. I I anticipate that your remarks under oath today are going to be very interesting and helpful to that litigation. I'll just say this. My view is, is that the United States government is bound by the First Amendment. They cannot encourage or coerce or incite or collude with a private party to get around the First Amendment. But you just said to me today that that's basically what they did, that you coordinated with them repeatedly over a pattern of months and years to adjust and target your speech policies for protected speech at the behest of the United States government. I have to tell you, I've got a big problem with that, and I think all your users should too. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, I... I take away from that that uh, Facebook's reasoning is that the uh, violating uh, someone's rights are fine as long as the ends justify the means. But, uh, well, that's all I've got today. Just want to thank you for listening um, and re- really appreciate you uh, sticking around and uh, listening to these. And hopefully you're coming back every day. Um, but if this is your first time you know, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any uh, future episodes. So they'll just automatically be there on whichever app you use. Um, you can either subscribe or follow, depending on which app you use, because we're available on all of them. Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, CastBox, Podcast, Radio Public, all of them. Remember, we release the full podcast every week on Monday, and we release these, the Socially Solo episodes, every morning. But hope you enjoyed this episode and have an amazing rest of your day. See you tomorrow. Bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also, check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.